Welcome everyone to AVA Live Radio. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, with episode on Behind the Music. Today on this show, we are going to be talking with a wonderful, wonderful artist, very talented, and certainly someone who knows where he's going in music. He's from the UK, and his name is Paul Kay. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hi, Jacqueline. I'm fine, thanks. It's great to have you here. Great to be on. Tell me a little bit about this body of work, because it is really intriguing. It's something different. You know what I mean? We don't get things yeah. like this all the time, right? Did you set it out to be really unique? I mean, or did it just kind of evolve that way? It kind of evolved that way. So unfortunately, around about this time last year, I lost my father. I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I, I wanted to, because he was always interested in my music, I wanted to write a piece, something that was for him as such, a concept. And so um, I thought about his life and some of the things he told me he'd done and, uh, and about my life. And then I put an album together, which um, is about 20 tracks altogether. And each track deals with specific memories or specific events or uh, recollections. And, uh, and when I started looking into it, I also looked at, Actually, life can be summed up in, in a series of small memories rather than whole episodes of things happening. So, um, yeah, I came up with a, a track, which is the lead track, which is called Regression One, which is trying to sum up both my father's life and my life in a 100 phrases. And those phrases are uh, spoken word throughout the, the track, and it's, it's quite hypnotic as well. And I'd also I'd seen a, an art installation by a, a U.S. artist called Bill Piola, and he was using video and spoken word as well, and it was quite effective and quite uh, unsettling to listen to as well. So that inspired um, some of the ideas behind it as well. But in each track, there are, um, for example, there's school bells, there's children, there's rain, there's cars, there's traffic, there's telephones ringing, and sounds that are familiar throughout your life that are sort of sampled and then buried in the tracks in certain places to represent different events. Uh, my dad was always a fan of the sea, so there's the sea, uh, the sea, the shores, and the the waves coming in and out and breaking on the rocks in in a couple of the tracks as well. So, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a, a mixture of all those things together. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, you know, I'm I'm an artist myself, and I love to explore new territory. Did you actually go to the installation that inspired you? I did. Yes, you did. Yes, I went to the Royal Academy of Art. Um, where they were doing a Bill Viola, Michelangelo exhibition. Mm -hmm. And then also there's a permanent installation in St. Paul's Cathedral in London, um, which has a, a similar kind of video screens and video effects. And so for the 20 tracks for this album, we've also made a video for each track. Uh, and when we play, play this album live next year, we'll be using that as part of the interactive kind of audio-visual uh, kind of like an installation, but with live performance with it as well. That's exciting. Isn't it wonderful when you go and you experience someone's work and it inspires you for even just the possibilities of what could be achieved if you think what outside the box, yeah. right? Like I think it's good when you when you look at someone who's working in a different medium. Yeah. So, But bring that then back into the musical world. It is. How you could interpret that in music. Yeah, because otherwise, if you don't, 
then you have no confidence in, you know, in pursuing it. Like it, it like takes, he's probably inspired by someone that brought him to where he is. And then here yeah. you go and see it and you're like, wow, I never thought yeah. of, I want to do this in music, yeah. you know? And then it, yeah, exactly, yeah. it kind of goes yeah. down. I'm always intrigued by that because inspiration is a funny thing, right? I mean, like you can see something and it just strikes you and you're like, wake up that day and you're like, this is the way it's got to be. I have to do it. And yep, seeing someone else actually put the pieces together gives you a level of confidence, right? That it's not it does, yeah. unusual. It shows you that that works as a medium mm-hmm. and that you can, you know, you can take that and adapt it and put your own spin on it. And, you know, most people evolve things uh, from some sort of inspiration. Yeah. Uh, my album, my album, my previous album, The Fermi Paradox, um, to this one, that was inspired by... Um, the space race and the 50th anniversary of man landing on the moon and are we alone in the universe so i'd seen a documentary uh, featuring a, a u.s cosmologist called frank drake when he was talking about the drake equation so given mm-hmm. the size of the universe and how many how long it's been going there should be ten thousand civilizations around us but we've never heard from any of them so is is the earth a unique planet in in the galaxy as such in that it has life on it or have we just not looked in the right place or actually are they already here and we just can't see you know it's a different dimension or whatever so i did the previous album around all of that theme uh, theming plus um looking at we're worried about spending being alone in the universe but we allow people on earth to be alone and not look after people on earth and we have wars and we spend billions on warfare and you know and it's just it's a complete juxtaposition between this fear of being alone in the universe but also then allowing people on our own planet to be lonely so so i kind of explored that on the last album yeah well loneliness is the human condition right that's what they all say i wonder if you know as an artist from your perspective do you feel like having art and creating art makes you less lonely um i i do but also i think it being an artist can be quite lonely as well, especially if you're a solo artist, um, because when you get the inspiration, the inspiration's in your head and no one else's head. And uh, yeah. so I, you know, I tend to work alone on the initial compositions and then I will score something for the strings or I'll put down a, a drum machine to give the drummer an idea of how the drum should go, if there's a drum track, and same with the guitar and the bass. But the actual creative process... Um, because it's a solo artist, it can be quite lonely, I guess, but I do find creativity in that loneliness. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, I was thinking about it the other day. I was talking to um, a manager, and we were discussing, you know, today's territory versus, like, d- decades in the past because we're headed into yeah. a new decade, which is pretty interesting, and how things have changed and how, like, artists today are pushed to live stream while they're in the process. And in one sense of the word, it, it's like you're, not, you're no longer alone. You're getting input from people. And it's like apparently the best form of advertising, which in a way it really is, right? Because yeah, yeah. it marks a moment and it definitely puts you at the top of mind of whoever's watching. But at the same time, it's a great distraction and it does require practice to be able to do it. Because, right? Because you literally want, you're tempted to stop doing what you're doing in order to engage with the audience. And at some point, you do kind of have to do that. 
and it becomes a, a big distraction for artists. But do you feel that technology has helped artists like yourself? I mean, like right now we're talking on technology, right? We're, we're Definitely, yeah. I mean, you know, um, technology, I mean, my first synthesizer I bought in 1979 with a Commodore computer with basic MIDI and now... Yeah, I remember you know, that. From having, from having lots of synthesizers and pianos, yeah, I can literally have one controller keyboard and sit in front of a laptop and do the same thing. And do everything, but yeah. I, I just think the technology is an aid, I think you still have to have um, the ideas, I think, to to use the technology. But I think the technology can make things simpler, uh, you know, having to, instead of using a multi-track recorder, which I've still got a couple of old multi-track recorders in the studio, which I use for uh, a different purpose now, which is kind of tape saturation on the compression on the, on the sounds. So using the old technology, old analog technology in with the, the digital world. So, yeah, I think technology is a great help um, and it also allows you to get ideas down much much quicker as well even just something simple like the sound recorder on the iPhone mm-hmm. you know, just being able to have an idea switch on the sound recorder and play it or yeah. sing it or hum it or whatever the convenience. You know, it's, much it's amazing right you never forget an idea as long as you remember yeah. to go back and <laughs> find it in your phone <laughs> gets lost um, in there that's a whole nother universe dog, so. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you live by choice or by chance? Um, I'd say by choice. By choice. Why do you yeah. think so? Do you Are mean, you a planner? The way I live, or do I think I live, do you think in like being alive by chance or by choice? Do you plan? Do you plan everything? No, you're not an organized. Uh, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I make choices of when to do things, but things like uh, songwriting happens by chance sometimes. So when you first go and sit in the studio, you don't know if you're going to have an idea, mm-hmm. and then you might sit at the piano and by chance play a motif or a series of chords, and you think, ah, yeah, that's it. That's that's that's, that's, that's the it. Yeah, you know, that's that can quickly evolve into a song in. 10 20 minutes you know it's it's strange and then sometimes you can go and sit down and nothing happens is that what happened with this when you sat down did you exactly know what you were going to do or you just had an idea and then you sat down i had a few ideas um i had a few tracks which um from the previous two albums i hadn't really done anything with because they didn't fit in the kind of concept for the previous two albums but i still liked some of the uh, the sounds or the, the the motifs that were in those tracks, and so I had a few um, raw ingredients to start with. Um, mm-hmm. But once I started working on the album, I, I wanted this kind of sparse electronic piano and cello driven sound uh, because the previous two albums were full band, quite a big kind of prog rock sound on on a lot of the tracks, and which is great when we perform them live because it's a real energetic. You know, we have a full band and we have a string quintet, and it's quite a big sound. Yeah. And with all the with all the audio audio visual going on as well, all the projection, I think it's quite impressive and immersive. So I think I wanted to do something completely different this time, which was strip that back and just get down to the raw sounds of the piano and the cello and some electronics and some samples of life events or things that we hear in life. So it was a conscious decision of how I wanted the album to sound, and actually reconstructed um 
is a phrase that you know says it's been stripped down and put back together in a in a different way. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it was a conscious decision. When you listen to a real baby grand, and then you listen to the tech, you know, the technology productions and the samples mm-hmm. that they offer, do you feel like they have been able to achieve the same feel of the real baby grand? No, it's and and, and, not I, there. and I know what, and it's the same with you know I've got some of the the best plugins of pianos and I've got some of the best plugins of Spitfire audio strings and Hans Zimmer strings, but what they don't capture is the vibration of the air to the microphone. So because they are digital, mm-hmm. that, there's a that, flatness, right? Yeah, that feeling that's in the air when you play a real piano or you hear a real cello playing in the room. Yeah, uh, it's just it's. I don't think you can beat it. I don't think you can, you can replicate it. I agree. It's like perfection, but it's imperfect, and that's what they can't duplicate. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's, there is, there's a, there's a, uh, there's definitely. You described it well. You know, there's definitely an airflow to it, and like a, yeah. a resonance that even if you were going to filter and add, add some kind of reverb to the actual uh, sound, and they've done pretty well. But I agree. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, it's, emotion it's amazing, that misses. But, um, you can't, you, know, you can't get to that. You just can't get that that same airflow that's happening in the room. And I found actually a new way to record the cello using something called a remic, which actually sits underneath the fingerboard of the cello. It has a microphone, so you're actually getting uh, the strings really close up, and you're getting the movement of the air, and you're getting the the sound of the fretboard. And uh, I think the cello recording on this album is far superior to anything I've recorded before, uh, just using that, that one microphone that I discovered. Um, and again, you know, when we mic up the Baby Grand, we have three or four different mics, and we have them in different places in the room, so we're trying to capture some of that natural reverb from the piano as well. So that's something that you can't really create with, um, with an electronic sound. And also just something simple like, Hearing the noise of your foot on the sustain or the on the dampening pedals, it's like, and some of those things I leave in as well because it makes it sound more of that kind of live performance. Hmm. Yeah, I love I love things like that. You know, like I remember when I was doing some recording projects, the producer that I was talking to was like, "Well, you know, should we should we go and use auto tune? Should we start like really fixing like little teeny things and stuff?" and and, you know, I've always been one of those people that I, I'm like, I just don't believe in it, you know, because I feel yeah. like that, first of all, attitude just, it just pulls the life right out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's, it's technically correct, but it just, it, it feels so flat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't, it, there's, there's lots of artists today and I listen to it and I think, what's that going to sound like live? Or are you going to use autotune live? Or, yeah, it's just gonna, better to... Because it's so... Right. So extreme from one from the sound, it's so extreme. You just gotta that, be better um, at your craft. How's that gonna work live? You know? So true. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it in terms of if you spend the time learning to sing the song correctly, so that you can do it without it knows, yeah. right. <laughs> then by the time you get that done, sure, it's gonna take a lot longer to get your production done, but you already know the song, and it becomes familiar in a way that like. It allows the emotion to show through so much more. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I'd rather hear somebody trying to hit the note but going slightly off, uh, but having the feeling in it mm-hmm. than it just really being perfect and sounding yeah, I agree. unnatural. You know, yeah, 
right? The radio mix. <laughs> the radio mix. The one where like people just don't know the song yet, so they just they harp on every little little note. Yeah. The um yeah. so tell us about what this project is going to map out like over the next uh, you know, the, the remainder of our decade. I mean, we're literally going into a new decade. It's so cool. <laughs> we are, yeah. <laughs> That's um, so well. So this, this, this album will be released on November the 29th globally on um, all digital platforms and also um, there are limited edition CDs available on my website and we're going to perform it live um, probably around about February or March next year. We're just working on, on that at the moment. Um, so interesting about performing this album live whereas the previous two albums we've performed uh, we had a, a full band so probably 10 to 12 musicians and beat backing vocalists etc on stage mm. uh, this one will just be me and a string quintet and so we'll break it down to the piano and the strings and then we'll have some of the electronics um, on the backing track for live and then we're going to sync that to the 20 videos that we've done to make it kind of an immersive experience we'll probably play some smaller venues with it where it is like a, an installation but a live installation so we're hoping to do that next year um and also i'm, I'm already halfway through the, an album for next year as well which will be different again um so i'm busy oh, wow. writing that while What's planning the... the performance of this one and releasing this one how different is the new one from this it's very different because it's going to be all electronica and it's also going to have some vocals on it as well but not in a way that you'd expect <laughs> yeah so so you've been like intrigued and inspired by all of the electronica it's interesting yeah i've been into electronica my, my whole life um you know since um early tangerine dream and craft work and, and bands like that can uh, in the early yeah. 80s and to you know, bands through the 80s and 90s and uh, more recently um, people like Niels Fram and um, Max Richter and people like that I, you know, I listen to a lot of different stuff um, and also there'll be a lot more drums on, on the new one, a lot more drum machines and things like that so I've been experimenting quite a lot but I still try and want, want to make it melodic so I think the, it still has to have good songs on it even though it's going to be more experimental I think it has to have that, um, still have that melodicness about it. And I want to thank Rachel also for being involved in your project. Who is Rachel to you? Yeah, so Rachel has been playing cello for me since 2011, I think. Um, she came in to do a studio session in a studio in London, and we just clicked straight away, and she got what I was trying to do, and she came up with ideas, and, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm... I, was able to correct some of my scoring for the for the strings. I said, no, they wouldn't play that, they'd play this, because I would score it all in Logic. I would play it and then get Logic to score it. And then yeah. Rachel would sit and say, no, no, a cellist wouldn't do that. She would do this. And then we've been working together ever since. And she also provides um, backing vocals on, on Reconstructed Memories. And she's also singing on the next album, because she is, uh, as well as being a musician, she's an actress. So she does a lot of traveling shows in the UK, musicals and plays, etc. So, um, yeah, she comes up to my studio at the house and we, we spend a couple of days working on cello parts and then any of the spoken parts or the uh, any singing, backing vocals, etc. She's got a, a great range in her voice as well. So, um, yeah, so she's going to be featured more from a vocal perspective on the next album as well. 
Well, that's fabulous. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, you know, thank you so much for bringing the music here. I'm really, it's good to, it's good to hear it, you know, and I think that it's very inspirational when I, when I get my ears on something that's so different and so very artistic and creative. So I can't wait to hear the next one. I hope you, I hope you continue to step outside the boundaries though. Yeah, I think I think you know there's there's enough artists in the mainstream. Yeah, there are. And I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of other artists doing nice niche stuff, which is still is niche, but it's quite a big niche. So yeah. neoclassical is now quite a big niche, for example. But um, I think it's good to try and do something different. And I think reconstructing memories. If you sit, it's a, it's exactly an hour long, so the concept is life in an hour. And so if you play end to end, it's also quite meditative and therapeutic as well. So I hope people will find that if they listen to the whole album all the way through um, and they've got events going on in their life, it can be quite comforting, quite relaxing as well. Phenomenal. Okay, introduce your song and your project to the audience for me. Okay, uh, I'm Paul Kay and this lead track is Regression 1, which is from my new album, Reconstructed Memories. Remember love. Remember to learn. Remember to love. Remember to sleep. Remember their names. Remember joy. Remember pain. Remember hate. Remember to share. Remember sorrow. Remember to reply. Remember thank you. Remember please. Remember to leave. Remember to say sorry. Remember friends. Remember to stop. Remember the date. Remember journeys, remember dreams, remember anger, remember to swim, remember that song, remember to pray, remember the good, remember the first time, remember family, remember to forgive, remember to feel, remember the year, remember holidays, remember school, remember being lost. Remember that job. Remember the smell. Remember to smile. Remember the dog. Remember compassion. Remember boredom. Remember the film. Remember to see. Remember silence. Remember your sister. Remember violence. Remember hope. Remember solitude. Remember to listen. Remember cruelty. Remember to think, remember rejection, remember the clues, remember condolence, remember to drink, remember to touch, remember hello, remember grace, remember flying, remember the drive, remember your mother, remember kindness, remember that kiss, remember despair, remember the sun, Remember you matter. Remember that house. Remember war. Remember elation. Remember to wake. Remember to cry. Remember that book. Remember the photograph. Remember sex. Remember illness. Remember your brother. Remember sensations. Remember falling. Remember the sea. Remember to eat. Remember to speak. Remember the shame. Remember the hurt, remember her, remember humility, remember acceptance, 
Remember youth. Remember to say goodbye. Remember the victims. Remember the 